It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Just think about the days when you heard the constant repetition of inflation is transitory. That was Janet Yellen's term, not an economic term, just yeah, just a way of describing something that you needed to adhere to. When the R word was, and still is, the dirty word, when the FOMC began to meet and raise interest rates, uh, housing mortgage rates from 3% to now north of 6.34%, if you're lucky, uh, and so on. Inflation is, yes, it includes the cost of eggs at $6 a dozen. Uh, We had a report of Florida's uh, orange crop uh, down 56%. That's not just an effect on the orange juice. It's an effect on the economy. We have the housing market, the greatest driver and effector of GDP across multiple industries, from employment to aggregate to wood, you name it, lumber and more, to building, to, to concrete industries, you name it. So our, our economy is... Holding on, but it's also in turmoil. And in Washington, D.C., who do you trust or who can you trust when it comes to inflation? The GDP report came out this morning, and the GDP report, which curiously enough took a while to show up in the news items, didn't give a good picture because GDP dropped from last quarter of last year. So where are we really? Ed Butowski, longtime friend, wealth manager, financial advisor and author, someone who I trust to give me the real information as I have for, okay, it's been a long, long time, Ed. We start counting in the double-digit years now, plus decades. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. That was a a great summary of of where things are today because it is really difficult to know who to trust when it comes to the information out of Washington. You know, before we talk about inflation, the GDP number, people don't realize, David, that there's a GDP deflator that is calculated, and that's a number that's left up to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And if they make that number lower, then – the GDP rise is higher, and they actually can manipulate that number. So you cannot believe the GDP numbers at all um, because that's supposed to be the price um, uh, index, and they made that number very low for the fourth quarter. That means that the GDP number was higher. So they can manipulate that number as well. And, you know, that manipulation, before you continue, and if I could, that manipulation matters because manipulation doesn't change the economic picture. It just falsely portrays it. Now, I'm stating the obvious, right? You've known me a long time. I'm Captain Obvious. But how this gets used 
uh, concerns me. You had the investment meeting by the Fed this this week, right? They're talking about how the markets and structure businesses are doing. Housing market reports just came out. The mortgage filing report came out yesterday. The Mortgage Bankers Association showing that from last year's end of year spike at 27.9%, there was only a 7%. Uh, again, manipulating numbers, 7% in the first month of this year. So as we see these things play out, the Fed then makes decisions, which goes to interest rates. February 1st is around the corner, and I believe it's on February 2nd at 2.30 p.m. Typically, that's about when we get the next rate hike. We're going to get another 50 basis points. Now, for everyone listening who says, "How? what does this matter to me? Let's take this to the Chapwood Index approach that you've used for years and the CPI because that does matter to every level from lower lower economic levels to the wealthy. Yeah. And, and the Chapwood Index, I, I created the index because I was so tired of the manipulation of the CPI. And I also, it bothered me that no one had done it city by city. So I created an index where I go in with friends all over the country and we calculate the real rising cost of living per city. Because there's, there's something, you know, I call it taxation. The taxes that um, are charged in certain cities have a lot to do with the cost of living increase. It's not the cost of living, it's the increase. And right now, the CPI um, underestimates about uh, 800 basis points what the real cost of living increase is. So even though we have a really high inflation CPI number, the real number is even higher than that, which is startling for most people. But anybody you know, can just look at their electric bill, look at their gas bill, look at their Starbucks, look at every little thing that they spend money on. And if you believe that your cost of living increase is only six and a half percent, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely living in la la land. So uh, what's, I don't know, it's kind of a bigger question that I think we could explain in three hours, but what, what's the maybe a focal point where people need to pay attention more than others? You know, I gave examples, right? The things people are used to, the, the price of eggs, the price of bread, eggflation, which Tracy Burns and I talked about for months and months now is a name and a term they use. She, she, she said, this is what she pays attention. This is what Americans are paying attention to. But then you go to manufacturing, you go to energy costs, you go to so many other parts. You've got a 49% increase in heating oil in the cold par- colder parts of the country. I mean, this is, this is real world for Americans out there and lower income people, uh, lower income earners in America can't afford those percentage change. No, no, they can't. And, and they're being asked, you know, to, to, you know, continue to be good consumers, but you have credit card uh, levels that are up to the highest level that they've been at. And you have interest rates on credit cards, you know, hovering around 19%. So the combination of people making less money because they're, when you take the amount of money that they get in terms of raises, plus you subtract out, I should say, the cost of living increase, these people are losing. There's been 21 months in a row where you lost purchasing power uh, based on what you made. And then people are going out and using their credit cards and and getting in trouble there so you have a you have a recipe for a real disaster for most people 
And, you know, what do you look at? I mean, you know, rents are a big part of the CPI, which uh, and, and housing costs is, is a big part of it. But I would look at, you know, your food and your energy, which oftentimes they try to say that that's not part of core inflation, um, which is kind of crazy because that's what we use every single day. Um, but, you know, everybody has to figure out exactly what their cost of living increase is. And most people are going to be very discouraged by it. But it then brings up a very interesting point that you made, David, and it's that people who are middle income and lower income, they tend to get their increases in their salaries based on the CPI. Well, if they get a raise of, let's say, 6% and their cost of living increases 12, it only takes five years of falling 6% behind before they're out, you know, literally doing anything they can to make up for what they lost. So they're down 30%, and these people are paying their taxes, they're doing everything right, and eventually everyone reaches a threshold of pain, and then they, you know, they reach out for, for help one way or the other, or sadly, they'll commit crimes. And, and to me, this is you know, what I would love to do a 60-minute segment on is the manipulation of the CPI and the ripple effect it has on everybody. Yeah, I mean, people are often, I don't know if the term's forced or, you know, they make bad decisions. And, it, you know, when I mean say crimes, it doesn't even have to be a robbery, as some people think. It can be financial crime. It can be other things that they do that end up ends up harming them even more. Uh, Ed Butowski, my guest, I think a lot of people know you by now, although we haven't been as frequent as usual. Uh, but, you know, in these times, Ed, People need an understanding of what Washington isn't understanding. So let's go directly to that. And, and you know, with r- rare exception in Washington, D.C., uh, I would say in the House of Representatives or in the Senate, I don't trust most of these politicians to have a good enough understanding of economics because they don't have the background or the experience. They may have staffers. They may have others they reach out to. But they're making decisions, not just the White House, that affect us every day. Yeah, yeah, they they do. And, and you know, I, I don't know what these politicians are thinking, because if they act as though and they say that they're there to represent the people, then they should be looking at what affects the people the most. And, you know, when we print more money, that's inflationary. And, and I do believe inflation, the, the broad-based number, is coming down, and I do believe that's going to continue to come down um, because we're raising interest rates. You know, you said 50 basis points. I think it's probably going to be closer to 25 basis points. But regardless, it's going to stay, continue increasing 25 basis points for the next number of meetings. And But, but they're not taking care of people. If they go back and really look at – you know, how their policies are impacting people's lives, they're not making people's lives any better at all. They're making them significantly worse. And, and you know, I, I don't know what the answer is other than identifying that there's a huge problem. Yeah, well, if they would even admit they have a problem, you know, when I look at the various things, and I see we see this every morning, anyone can see this in the, 
you know, the, the markets, uh, the, the various aspects of it, whether it's housing, uh, durable goods numbers, manufacturing indices, the, the, the uh, Philadelphia Fed, they, you know, they are not uh, presenting a good picture going forward on the index of manufacturing, consumer sentiment. I mean, this is real. Now, other real thing, Ed, today is big layoffs or at least numbers of layoffs increasing, some of them big. While Amazon was about 18,000, you have the tech sector and the financial sector. You have uh, other work, you know, all across the board, these layoffs are coming out right now. And look, I get it. People watch the, qu- the quirky video of the Google employee on TikTok crying over losing her job after putting out yeah. the video of her life at Google with massages. And, and by the way, a lot of their layoffs were actual masseuses at Google. Don't even get me started on that. Hey, we don't get masseuses at Sirius. <laughs> so I, I'm a little jealous there. But 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 this is real. And thousands of Americans today, tens of thousands, don't have a job. Yeah, and, and the unemployment rate is low, which I don't understand how the in unemployment rate can be so low because, and, and, you know, that number is going to go higher as there's more layoffs. And people are preparing for what they think is going to be a recession. Um, I'm not in the camp that we're going to have a recession, by the way. Um, I think we're just going to have slow growth. But a lot of companies have overhired and they're trying to get more fiscally responsible because they have to make earnings and they're not going to be getting it by selling more widgets, um, whatever it is. Like Amazon, you know, has forecasted that they're not going to be selling as much. So one way to make their numbers is to reduce the number of employees and IBM the same. And so, so everyone's preparing because they answer to one person and that is their shareholder. Um, and, you know, sadly, that's the way it is, and they're going to be cutting employment because employment costs are really, really high. I mean, just think about insurance for an employee. I mean, you know, that alone. I mean, I have a small business, and you know, it costs me eight thousand dollars a year to to you know have insurance for an employee. I mean, you know, you multiply that times you know you know ten thousand uh, at at a company like Amazon. And, you know, you, you can really start to save quite a bit of money by laying people off. Yeah, I mean, Amazon, 18,000, Google, 12,000. I think that's, what, a 6% of the workforce for them. The percentages matter, too. Microsoft, 10,000. Salesforce was around 7,000. Then you look at the financial sector. Uh, there's a lot more to this. Now, you and I will have to have a discussion. I mean, you're a much smarter guy than me on this, but I I, I say that the, the recession or lack of one is based on a definition that didn't adjust to where we are today, but we'll have that discussion off air, and then we'll bring it on air and, and hash it out together uh, yep. to, be, to be fair to that. But, you know, your point about the unemployment numbers, that's also a scam. The U3 numbers are political marketing by both parties for decades since their use. You and I have talked about the U6 numbers being a better measure, but people giving up and leaving the workforce, the transitions happening in the workforce, COVID included or aside, uh, you know, they're taking victory laps over 3.7%. Remember in the Bush years when 5% was full employment? Well, if we applied that measure, we're doing fantastic but yet productivity is low. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 
I don't understand where these people, um, you know, w- one of the things that really confuses me is how how many people are not working and, and, and how are they making money um, and how are they living? I mean, I, I spoke to a friend the other day who was, who's uh, 30 years old and he's living with his parents and his wife. And I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, that, that'd be the lot, that'd be the kiss of death for me. Um, but, you know, some of these people have really gotten comfortable living with their families and parents and not working. Um, it, it's shocking. It really is. Uh, there's so many other topics we can go into on that one. So many other ways we can go, but we'll, we'll hit pause for now. And let's pick up on uh, recession one of these days, because I, I got to tell you, um, I think the problem is the definition. And like you said, anything can be manipulated. I think we've ignored localized versions of this, not just the national big number, but localized for another time. That's a great lead for the next time because because I believe that there's cost of living increases are done by cities, and I think certain cities are in recessions and other cities aren't. I think that's a great subject. All right. You got it. We'll put that one in the can for the next time around with Ed Butowski. Ed, my friend, always good to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, David. And you can check him out at edbutowski.com. See, pretty straightforward there. The Chapwood Index. Pay close attention. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.